Welcome to the inaugural episode of Boom or Bust Draft. Max Chadwick, PJ Clark, and Tate Sigworth breaking down everything you need to know about the 2021 NFL Draft. Basically, a dummy's guide for this draft right now. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to our content. We also have a Twitter at Boom or Bust Draft. Follow that account as well. We're going to do more than just the NFL draft, MLB draft coming up, NHL draft, NBA draft. Literally, if there's a draft, we're going to talk about it. And we're talking about the NFL draft right now, guys. And before we get to the players need to know, the whole storyline that could surround this draft is the effect of the coronavirus around it. And PJ, what could that effect be like for 2021? Well, A, we don't know if college football is going to happen. So yeah. that's, kind of, that's kind of a problem. We may have all of the tape on all of these guys already. And if you watched our 2020 draft content, we said it's a tape-based draft because you couldn't bring guys in for individual workouts. But the thing is there, we had a combine. Not even a guarantee we get that as mm-hmm. of now. Obviously, it's so super early. 2020's body isn't even cold yet in terms of the NFL draft. But the way this is progressing, college football, not a given. So the tape may be all there, and there may not be a combine or any individual workouts either. I mean, it's just going to be weird because if it gets pushed back, then who knows, like, you know, does the combine happen like PJ just said? But there's also the issue of individual schools not having football. Uh, I know Michigan is one school that said that if their students aren't on campus, there's not going to be football. And that's, I mean... As, well, they as don't. A, they don't have any NFL players anyway. I mean, they're not good. You know what I mean? I mean, they have that one lineman. That's We're fun. not gonna. I'm not gonna really send too many compliments Michigan's way. Um, as a you know the Ohio State Buckeye fan. Um, so it wouldn't be that much of a loss. It's not like they're gonna win the Big Ten anyways. But it's still a football team that is on someone's schedule and would have an effect in some manner because it's just like one week that's just gone. And guys, like this is the most important year for 2021 guys. I mean, if you think about it, if this happened last year. Joe Burrow would have never happened. You know, he was an undrafted prospect before the draft. Then he had obviously one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. And he went first overall. That wouldn't have happened if the season is canceled. Also, they're they're floating an idea of January to May college football season, which means playoff and then draft. Like there'll be no combine, nothing. So like you guys said, tape based draft, which is insane. One guy, though, who has had two years of tape that is maybe better than Almost anyone we've ever seen is Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Tate, what do you what do you think about this kid? Uh, I mean, he's a good football player. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, probably the best quarterback prospect we've seen since uh, Andrew Luck. Maybe I don't know. Um, I got to work my 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 gears and my brain to figure out recent quarterback prospects. Um, but he's I mean he's unreal. I mean I, we've seen it single handedly as uh, his games versus Syracuse. Um, we knocked him out one game and we thought we were going to win, but then of course the Clemson backup Chase quarterback Bryce, is, baby. is still better than their <laughs> is still better than Syracuse's defense. Um, but also uh, in the playoff game against my Buckeyes, I mean when Sean Wade, who we're going to get to in a bit, uh, hit him and knocked him down, we we're like, okay, ball game. Ohio State's <laughs> going to cruise to the victory. And then he came back and I mean he saw red and he went off. Um, Trevor Lawrence is unreal. He's going to be number one, in my opinion, unless he gets like hurt or something crazy happens. He's he's really good at football. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't want to. I just want I don't want to take up too much time. I want Max to just go because I know he's prepared. But I'm just 
don't be so quick to anoint already. That's oh, all baby. I'm saying. Uh-uh. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is he really good in his first two years? And is he the best high school prospect ever? Yes and yes. What I'm just saying, at this point last year, we all thought Tua was the number one pick. We saw what happened. I thought Tua was better than Burrow still. But the consensus was not that, and Joe Burrow went first overall, and Tua went fifth. So I'm just saying, dude, the jump to conclusions, Matt, is out, and I don't know if we should be doing that. He has lost, since eighth grade, he's lost two games. I am so, look, I would call him the Messiah of football if his profile picture on Twitter wasn't like Jesus Christ himself. He's, listen, no off-field questions, no off-field questions, no on-field questions. You said best since luck, man. I think he's the best ever. And I, I really, truly think that. I hate being hyperbolic, but if you look at the stats that Luck and Elway even, those are like the two everyone says, they didn't put up these stats true freshman, true sophomore years. And he tore up Alabama as a true freshman. I honestly think this kid is the best quarterback prospect we have ever, ever seen in the draft era. And, and he's not going to be in a geriatric home in 15 years like Joe Burrow. So that helps. <laughs> So another guy, though, that's gotten a lot of hype right behind Trevor Lawrence at number two in the recruiting rankings and maybe right behind him in the 2021 NFL draft rankings is Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. And PJ, I know you're not as high on him as a lot of other people are. No, listen, this is a three quarterback draft right now where we stand on May, what, 27th, 2020. So this is a three quarterback draft. Justin Fields right now is third for me. Tate, before you chop my head off, I get it. Four, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions third. in his first year as a starter. He's very, very good. Won a lot of games. To an FCS kid? He's third to an <laughs> FCS kid. All right. I'm going to make my Trey Lance argument in about two minutes. But Justin Fields, very, very good. Kirby Smart is an idiot for starting Jake Fraud over him and only Mm -hmm. using him for fake punts and letting him walk out the door. (laughs) Kind of a ticky-tack waiver there from the NCAA benefiting your Buckeyes, Tate. Try about it. But (laughs) he's very, very good. He's going to be a top 10 pick, just not my QB2. Not even QB2 is ridiculous, which means you have Trey Lance going in your top 10, which is also, I think, maybe a little questionable. But Justin Fields had 51 total touchdowns, 41 in the air, to three interceptions. And two of them came in the playoff game against uh, probably the second best defense of the year. Choke. Can't get it done in the big games. My my guy won a natty. 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 This is unreal. I am... I, I, Matt, this is a wrong take. Max. It's a wrong take. Uh, and Tate, I think I love him more than you, and you're an Ohio State fan, which is weird because I'm a Penn State fan, so you can see him on my shirt, and he committed to Penn State and then decommitted when he got big after the Elite 11, which he beat Trevor Lawrence in, by the way. He, it's Lawrence to me, and then Fields is right there. I am so in on Justin Fields. I think he's better than Tua. I think he's right behind Burrow. That is, that is right behind Burrow. I think that he's is right the behind Burrow. Thing you've ever said. Listen, man, he put up numbers in Ohio State offense. I think he was better than Haskins in that offense. And Haskins also had more talent around him in that offense. Slander. Justin Fields, I am so, so in. I know it's going to be the theme of this podcast, basically, is Lance versus Fields. And PJ... You're standing on the table. You're you're oh, banging your hands for Trey yeah. Lance. What do you see out of this kid? <laughs> I am banging the table for Trey Lance. I don't want to hear the FCS thing. National champion for North Dakota State. Tate is going to go on a Carson Wentz rant right now as if Carson Wentz <laughs> is a bad thing. I don't care. Trey Lance, 6'3", 225, 
as a freshman last year, redshirted his first year as a freshman, first-year starter, won a national title, had 28 passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and then had 14 rushing touchdowns and no fumbles. 42, 42 touchdowns and no turnovers. And now, Max, I already know what your argument is. National title game had 6 of 10 in passing, right? Mm-hmm. Only six completions, 10 attempts, 72 yards in a 28 to 20 win against James Madison, who is the other great FCS team. Do you know what he did on the ground, Max? Do no. you know what he did? Tell me. 30 attempts for 166 yards, including a 44 yard touchdown. This guy is baby Cam Newton. I'm all in. Tate, what do you think? I mean, FCS national champion, man. Yeah, congrats. congratulations. Yeah. Congrats, man. I, fall congrats. In. I don't care. This bias, this bias. Really, is congrats. This FCS uh, he's, bias is nonsense. The touchdown to turnover record. The touchdown, the, 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 the touchdown to turnover record is very incredible. I'll give him that. I'm going to dock him like, I'm going to add on like three interceptions, maybe five, uh, because he's in the FCS. If he did that at D1, you're going to add on a couple interceptions. I'm sorry when you get to like Clemson in the playoff game. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's good. Uh, if he does a whole nother year of, you know, like one turnover to a bunch of touchdowns, then yes, I think he maybe deserves some serious consideration as QB two. But right now I'm pumping the brakes. He is not Cam Newton. The hype um, train has left the station. No, no, no. Pump ahead. the brakes on that train, TJ. Full steam. Listen, I, I like Trey Lance probably a little more than Tate does, but a lot less than PJ does. Again, he attempted only 18 passes a game. Trevor Lawrence was like 27 pass attempts a game. I like Trey Lance, but if you're talking about r- dual threat ability, Justin Fields is probably like right up there. He ran a, a reportedly 4-4-3 Justin Fields ran, which is pretty darn good. They're probably third fastest in the league behind Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I like Trey Lance a lot. I think he's a firm number three right now. I don't think he's number four or anything like that. But I think it's a clear top two and a clear number three as well. Guys, we've got to move on to a position that we don't love that much. But this this class for this position is darn good. The running backs. And probably my favorite running back, if he came out this year, is Clemson running back Travis Etienne. Tate, what do you think about him? I love Travis Etienne. Uh, I have... Forever, I think he should have come out this year. He probably yeah. could have been running back one, maybe running back two. Um, he's a, a great receiving threat out of the backfield. You really need to pay attention to him. But also on the ground, he's just going to burn you. I mean, he he's quick. He's strong. He's got good hands. Uh, I think he's running back one coming into the year, barring, again, mm-hmm. injury or something drastic. Um, he's, he's a very good football player. ETN and the guy we're going to talk about next, ETN would have been my running back one, just like you two said for 2020. And Najee Harris would have been my running back two. But ETN, this guy is an absolute dynamic force. You get him in open space, he can run through you. He will run over you, jump over you, get him in open space. This guy is absolutely awesome. 19 touchdowns last year, 24 the year before. Those are absurd numbers playing at Clemson or not. I'm surprised he came back. I really am. But, I mean, this this guy is a ridiculous athlete. Yeah, I think he would have left if they won that national championship game. But he is one of the most elusive running backs I've seen. And, I mean, Clemson is going to be unreal next year with probably the best quarterback in the country in Trevor Lawrence, the best running back in the country in Travis Etienne. And, PG, you just mentioned him, Najee Harris, the number one recruit back or number two recruit back in 2017, one of the most hyped running backs ever And he's pretty much lived up to that hype at Alabama. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, his first first year last year in 2019 was his, his really only year as a starter so far. Had over 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns. But where I really like him, I'm always so impressed. This is a really patient guy, waits for his holes to develop. Kind of like Le'Veon Bell in that kind of very patient behind the offensive line. Great footwork. I love his footwork. And he's great in the receiving game. Had seven receiving touchdowns last year, 304 yards, made a gr- couple of great goal line catches for Tua in, in dire straits last year. Najee Harris is, is a guy for me that I think probably falls into the first round in 2021. I mean, I think it could happen. Uh, if you're a receiving running back and you have that ability, there's good things for you uh, when it comes to the NFL draft. Uh, I really like Najee Harris, especially because he decommitted from Michigan and went to Alabama. Um, obviously made the right choice. Check the bowl game. Um, back up Mac Jones. Um, beat the Wolverines behinds. Um, but I'm a huge Najee Harris uh, football fan. I think on the field he's very good. Very good runner, like PJ talked about, patient. Um, but also a very good receiving back, just like ETN. And, you, I mean, that's the most valuable um, part of running back nowadays in the NFL. Listen, I hate to be a guy that, like, judges off a highlight tape but if you look back at that South Carolina game and that one play where Najee Harris jumped over a guy and ran over another and for a touchdown that basically says all you need to know about Najee Harris against an SEC defense as well I really really like the kid I think he's a clear number two because I love ETN that much but I mean man this running back class looks really really good another position however before we move on I do just want to caution that the NFL supplemental draft is a thing that does exist Mm-hmm. And if we get word that there will be no college football, those two guys should enroll and will get picked way too high. And I'm yeah. going to be completely okay with it. Yeah, they might they might be second round, even first round pick supplemental, which you almost never, never see. Um, another position group that's great, though, is the wide receiver class right now. And it all starts at the top with Jamar Chase, the LSU whiteout, won the Bolitnikoff as the nation's top receiver PJ, I mean, how good do you think this kid will be without a superstar quarterback in Joe Burrow and a superstar play caller, basically, in Joe Brady? I actually think you left out the most important part of that equation is that Justin Jefferson is not lining up next to him anymore. And he's going to get doubled. Not that he didn't last year. And and the big defining game, I, I was a pound-the-table guy for A.J. Terrell, the Clemson quarterback, cornerback rather, in the 2020 draft. And Jamar Chase made him cry in the national title game in front of however many millions of people watched that. But I don't know how he's going to react without Burrow having, you know, 60-whatever touchdowns he had because Jamar Chase had 20 last year. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But now a, a first-round wide receiver in Justin Jefferson is not playing alongside you. So how's it when the spotlight's all on you, kid? I mean, he. I mean, it's the Joe Burrow effect. I docked a lot of guys. Uh, I docked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I docked Justin Jefferson uh, a little points on their um, prospect profiles because at the end of the day, they're playing on one of the greatest college football teams we've seen in the last few years. Um, he's, he's a very good player. Um, I think what PJ says is a completely uh, fair criticism, and it's something to pay attention to. But, I mean, I think he'll be just fine. He has all the athletic tools and abilities to succeed. Um, and he's definitely, I think, probably wide receiver one and a high first-round pick. Yeah, listen, the numbers are not going to be nearly as good as they were this season. I mean, that just happens yep. when you have one of the greatest college quarterback seasons ever in Joe Burrow. He's gone now. And so now Miles Brennan takes over at quarterback at LSU. The numbers are going to be just as good. 
but he's still a really, really good prospect. And honestly, he might be my number. He might have been my number wide receiver one if he was eligible for this draft. And I loved the receivers in this draft: Judy Lamb, Rugs, all of them. I think Jamar Chase might be even better. He was so, so dominant at so many key games for LSU, and he was the best receiver in the country. I love him a lot. Another guy who had an argument for being one of the best receivers in the country after his true freshman year was Purdue wideout Rondale Moore, who is one of the best highlight reels you'll ever see. But Tate, he got hurt this year. What do you make of him? What are some question marks, and what do you really love about the kid? Uh, I mean, his question marks around the injury, obviously that happens with every single prospect. Um, but he's, I mean, he's excellent. Uh, he's very good. Uh, as a true freshman, he came in and made some huge plays for Purdue. Um, you want to talk about single-handedly making A.J. Terrell cry. He single-handedly probably made me cry when he beat my Buckeyes. Um, he's a very good football player. Uh, I don't know if he's wide receiver two in this draft because other guys like Justin Ross and DeMonta Smith and Jalen Waddell and my guy Chris Olave, who definitely should be wide receiver one. I think we all should be talking about that. Um, but uh, he's very good nonetheless. And, I mean, this is just another example we're coming off the heels of a very good receiver class last year um, with the likes of Judy, Ruggs, uh, and CeeDee Lamb, and then the rest that filled out the first and the second round. And this is going to be another deep wide receiver class that's going to have a very good amount of players. Rondale Moore, I, I really, really like him. And I wish we kind of had a big enough sample size to make that declaration that he's just as good as Jamar Chase. But I, I think we might never see it in college just because he's at Purdue. And you even want to look at his one year of 2018. He had David Blow as his quarterback. It's like you're not getting a ton of help at Purdue, especially when you are this big name player who who is going to have all of the attention focused on you. But, uh, you know, Jamar Chase has Miles Brennan, who is another Elite 11 quarterback. I'm not mm -hmm. worried about him. I am worried about the, the strength of the team around him, which may make Rondell Moore look worse statistically. But I think in terms of talent, he's right up there with Chase. His freshman year, he had 114 receptions, which yeah. is sizable. Unreal. Yeah, I know, also... but David Blow is not a good quarterback. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm adding to this argument oh, that right. Purdue is not that good. He's their yeah, only Purdue player. Sucks. He gets all these targets. <laughs> Jeff Listen, Brown should have left. He is so – I mean, he's so elusive, too. I mean, he is small, but he is rocked up, man. He's a very muscular athlete. Led the country as a true freshman with 37 broken tackles. I mean, he had three, over 350 yards in the first three games this year before he went down with a knee injury. I mean, I, I really like the kid a lot, and a lot of teams are looking for the next Tyreek Hill, and he looks like he could be a Tyreek Hill type player. I don't know if I'll go that far and say he's that good, but he he's a lot, a lot of fun to watch. PJ, another guy, great 2018, not so great 2019, Justin Ross out of Clemson, but you still really like the kid. I do. I, I mean, if you want to go back to, to freshman Justin Ross, absolutely ridiculous. And he was yeah. paired with Trevor, and we thought college football was done for the next three years. We thought it was over, which, again, caution on the anointing too quickly, everybody. Uh -huh. But Justin Ross, I, I really do think he is more of the freshman than he is the sophomore. The sophomore, he went up in receptions, had 20 more catches, only one less touchdown, but the yards, he had 150 fewer yards, which is a big drop-off, especially when you're catching more balls, you want to do more with them. But 1,000 yards as a true freshman, and this is a guy who didn't really come on until later on in the year, had the big game against Notre Dame in the playoff that year. Uh, I expect a big Justin Ross bounce back slam dunk first round guy really really talented and Trevor just makes him that much better 
Yeah, I mean, this year there was the Joe Burrow docking that I would dock players with. Maybe I need to dock players for playing with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Justin Ross lined up across from my king, T. Higgins, uh, and benefited from that his freshman year. Um, and averaged, I mean, he had 21.7 yards per catch, which is um, sizable, as I yeah. said, uh, <laughs> yeah, with Rondell Moore. Um, as they had the dip sophomore year, but hey, we have the sophomore slumps. I'm familiar with that with my other king, Baker Mayfield. Um, but so he'll be just fine. Uh, he's definitely up there in consideration for, you know, the wide receiver two, wide receiver three com- conversation at the top of this wide receiver class. Um, and he's going to have probably a bounce back year as Clemson's sole or best wide receiver. Yeah, listen, I mean, they Clemson really turns out wide receivers. And now that T. Higgins is gone, he's probably going to have a big year, like you guys said. Um, he's, he, I don't know, I would take a handful of receivers over him in this class, but he is the best big receiver in this yep. draft. A lot of these guys aren't that big. He is a guy who is a big receiver, and he gets it done really, really well. Clemson has the argument for wide receiver, you guys, but the school probably is it right now is Alabama. And just like this year where they had Jerry, Judy, and Henry Ruggs duo go in the first round, Next year looks like the same. Another duo that might go in the first round, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. What do you guys think of those two? I, I mean, to me, I think Devontae Smith is is the, the worst, the second of the two. I, I am really in on Jalen Waddle just because I, it was kind of my CeeDee Lamb argument is I'm not sure what exactly translated. Jerry Judy had the route running and Henry Ruggs had the speed. I know Jalen Waddle is going to be faster than every single guy he lines up against. And that's going to translate. You put the ball in his hands. You let good things happen. It's part of why I was so high on Henry Ruggs. It's just because I'm I'm a believer in getting guys like that in space and I think Gruden will be able to do that. Whoever drafts Jalen Waddle is going to find the same. Devontae Smith, though, had the numbers compared to Jalen Waddle, especially. Had had over 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. Yeah, he had two of throwing to him for most of it. But he doesn't have premier size, doesn't have premier speed. I'm not as sold as I should be, I think. I mean, Alabama lost Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, and they've replaced it with Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is the fast guy who had less yards. I mean, people forget uh, Henry Ruggs only had 746 yards last year, which isn't that much uh, in consideration of the guys that he was being drafted amongst. Um, and Jalen Waddle, yeah, he only had 560 yards. He had 848 his freshman year, so I'm sure he'll find his way as him and Smith uh, share most of the targets. I'm not saying, you know, Smith and Waddle are the next Ruggs and Judy in terms of talent, um, but they're very good, and Alabama will be just fine, especially with the big dog Mac Jones thrown to them. <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones or Bryce Young, too, I'm all in on. That's I true. love Jalen Waddle, too. Jalen Waddle, I mean, he had a perfect passer rating when targeted uh, this past year. Is that and good? That seems good. That seems Gen good. good. Gen I think good, he's folks. better than Henry Ruggs, and I love Devontae Smith, too. He's got to put on some weight, though. Only 175 pounds at six foot one. That's not great. Who is great, though, guys, is this offensive tackle out of Oregon, who, when I said Trevor Lawrence might be the best quarterback prospect I've ever seen, wow. Panay Sewell might be the best offensive tackle prospect I've at least seen in my lifetime. Tate, what do you think about him? Uh, I mean, I'll put him number two behind um, Joe Thomas. You know, there we know Joe Thomas slander here. Um, he's very good, though. Uh, I mean, I don't have the stats uh, to back it up because he's a <laughs> lineman. Um, but, I mean, just watch the kids' tape. Uh, everybody, if you're watching on YouTube right now, open up a new tab, type in the name, just watch a couple of videos, and you'll see, man, he's a freak. Um, He's probably probably number two uh, lineman prospect we've seen, like Max is saying, or number one, depending on uh, your biases. Um, but, I mean, watch the tape, guys. He's ridiculous. 
that's that's just it. There's nothing we can say about an offensive lineman, right? I can tell you that he was an All-American from literally every publication in 2019. I can tell you yep. that he won the Outland Trophy, which is the best lineman, defensive or offensive, in the country as a sophomore. All of these things seem really impressive. I can tell you he's got a great number, number 58, strong choice. Mm-hmm. Two, two knee braces, always <laughs> in on yep. two knee brace offensive linemen. But this is the tape thing. The guy's so fast. He knows exactly what he's doing. I would sell the farm and them some to have him protect my quarterback. So Chase Young is probably like the comparison. I'm not making a comparison to Chase Young, but what Chase Young grows for edge rushers is probably Panesuo is for offensive tackles. The best I've ever seen, man. I mean, Orlando Pace might be the best guy at, before him, but Panay Sewell is so, so good. And if you're not, you don't need a quarterback, man, and you're picking highly, get this guy, Panay Sewell, because he's going to be probably a Hall of Famer. I'm going to make that take again. Chase Young, a Hall of Famer, Panay Sewell, a Hall of Famer as well. This and offense. If, if you're a gambler, I do just want to say, smart money right now, I would put it on Panay Sewell to be the number one overall pick. Do you know what's that right now? I'm I'm just I don't know what it's at. I'm saying if you can find it, I would take the <laughs> shot that a quarterback needy team does not take first because they ain't trading out. Look, this offense, this offensive class is really, really good at every position. We even mentioned the tight ends. The tight end class is also really good. The defensive class, not as good, but there's still some really, really good players, starting with Miami edge rusher Greg Russo. PJ, what do you think about him? Um. He's he is the premier pass rusher in this draft by by all accounts. Nineteen and a half tackles for loss. Miami is Miami. They're not they're not the U anymore. They are kind of downtrodden, playing in the worst half of the ACC. But when you have twenty tackles for loss in a season, it's kind of impressive. Big dude, six six, two fifty, guy that can play on the edge, hand in the ground. I think maybe he might even be an outside linebacker at the next level too. Quick guy. I mean, I'd like to see how he progresses this year, but I definitely the best defensive player on the board. Yeah, I mean, all he has to do is just repeat the year he had this year, and he'll be a top 10, probably definitely top 15 pick. Um, I mean, he had 15 and a half sacks. Uh, Chase Young, for reference, had 16 and a half last year. So, folks, that's very good uh, if, if you need me to spell it out for you. Um, he's very, very good. Uh, 20. 19 and a half tackles for loss, like PJ said. Um, all he's got to do, basically, is just repeat his year that he had last year, and boom, he's got a mil- millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I think he might be a top five pick. I mean, like you guys said, 16 sacks as a retro freshman. Also, yeah. I mean, you look at him, he's six foot seven, 253 pounds with long arms. I mean, he Large looks boy. ridiculous, ridiculous physical tools. Another guy, though, who might be a top five pick and a linebacker as well from the linebacker you. I'll say it now. Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Okay. Tate, you're looking at me weird. What do you think about him? Um, I mean, I'm just used to the Ohio State bias. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And now I'm getting some Penn State bias, potentially. <laughs> uh, I don't know about a top five pick. Um, probably a top ten. Definitely the best linebacker prospect in this upcoming draft class. Had 109 tackles last year and also five sacks, which is pretty decent for a linebacker. Um, you know, if he goes on and improves that and has another very good stellar season with the Nittley Lions, um, then, yeah, I mean, we, we could look at a top 10 pick for Parsons. Micah Parsons is just mean. He just he hurts people. Mm-hmm. He's bigger That's than true. everybody. He, <laughs> he really hits them hard. It is like enamoring to watch. 
mm-hmm. in the Cotton Bowl, which is a, a real bowl game. He had 14 tackles, two sacks, and just was all over the field. Like three One forced MVP, fumbles, too. Yeah. One MVP of the Cotton Bowl as a defensive player. Mm-hmm. He is mean. When he has the ball in his hands, he will run you over. He is fast, absolute freak of nature. I want him on my team. <laughs> I love Micah Parsons, man. I mean, yeah, Pete just mentioned that Cotton Bowl. I was at that game. Weird flex. That might have been the greatest. <laughs> that might have been the greatest game I've ever seen a defensive player have. And I mean, he every question. Every question that we kind of had about Isaiah Simmons, he's kind of like the anti-Isaiah Simmons. Like, he's a run defender. He's a great oh, tackler. Oh, so PJ's got to love him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. I know, I know what I'm getting. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, is like a, Isaiah Simmons is a coverage guy. Michael Parsons is good in coverage, not great. He's more of a run defender, plays in between the tackles, which Isaiah Simmons didn't do that much. Final guy they're talking about in the front seven, guys. Marvin Wilson, who probably would have been a first-round pick if he declared this year. PJ, what do you think about him? God, remember Florida State? Yeah. <laughs> Just remember them. Remember yeah. when that was like a place you wanted to go play football? Not now, Awful. but Mar- Marvin Wilson might be the first first round pick Florida State has seen in a long time. Cam Akers went in the second round. I'm not getting into that, but Marvin Wilson is very, very good. <laughs> Big boy, 6'5, 311. It gets in the backfield, has 13 tackles for loss in pretty much just two two years of playing. Only played nine games in 2019. There are some injury concerns, but I, I think he's probably the best interior defensive lineman. I'm expecting a big year from him because, listen, somebody off Florida State has to do something at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got some serious uh, bust potential in terms of Ooh. this season. We're talking boom or bust uh, mm-hmm. credits. Wow. Um, <laughs> He, I don't know. I mean, he's good. He's definitely very good. If he improves on his season that he had last year, or even really basically has about the same numbers, a team definitely is going to go in the top 10 and pick him um, because GMs love their big boys, especially Dave Gettleman, if he still has his job. Um, top, top 10. I'll bump with the brakes on that. No, I see um, top 10 too. If he improves Ooh. on his season from last year, I think he's a top 10 pick. I think he very well could be. Look, I think it's a lot like Derek Brown. Last year, yeah. Derek Brown's a junior, could have been a first-round pick, but people didn't really know too much. Came back for his senior year, dominated, and ended up being a top-10 pick. Yeah, that exactly. could be the same thing for Marvin Wilson. I mean, he came back after a junior year where, where he could have been a fringe first-rounder, Came comes back. If we play, he might be a top-10 pick if he has another monster year, so I really, really like him. The front seven is decent, guys. It's kind of a so-so secondary class because we've kind of been spoiled – in past years with guys like Jeffrey Okuda and other guys like that and Jalen Ramsey, what do you, who's the guy you think right now in the secondary that you really, that you really like? I mean, there's one answer here, folks. There's, there's just one answer. His name is Sean Wade. He plays oh. for the Ohio state Buckeyes. Uh, I mean, he's up for literally 11 months of Homer tape. Just he, <laughs> I mean, he had multiple games where he just didn't allow a reception on like a whole bunch of snaps and coverage or whatnot. Didn't have a lot of interceptions, but folks, that's not all what you need to pay attention to because he's just, I mean, nobody's throwing at him. Um, and especially when you come this year, uh, Okuda's gone. Um, he, you know, he's, he's in the driving seat now at DBU. Um, that's the Ohio State Buckeyes. I want that he on transferred? record. Uh, no, no, he did not, PJ. Um, <laughs> did LSU now? Look at the numbers, folks. Look at the numbers. <laughs> Ohio State, DBU, I will stand for nothing else. 
my guy, I, call me a homer, whatever you want. 631 gang, stand up. Andre Cisco, a uh, homer in terms of Long Island, a homer in terms of San Anthony's High School, and a homer in terms of Syracuse. I'm hitting the trifecta here. <laughs> Andre Cisco has to be a first round pick. I, and I get slept on, completely slept he on. He is slept and on. I, I get that, you know, he's not a pass rushing safety, right? Everybody wants these Jamal Adams type box safeties that can do everything. No, he's just got a nose for the ball and why that's a bad thing. I will never know. Seven interceptions as a true freshman leading the country, a, an All-American as a true freshman, got hurt this year, had five interceptions in nine games. The ball skills are there. That's all you need to know. This is a guy, much like Antoine Winfield, who is a playmaker. He, he is way bigger than Antoine Winfield. He is absolutely massive. He's able to hit you. But really where he's going to where he's going to thrive is he has got a nose for the ball, great in coverage, and, and a guy you want on your back half. I love both of those guys, and my guy I like right now is Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. He's 6'2", 207. He's fast. He allowed 26.8 passer rating this past season. Got hurt. Probably would have been a first-round pick if he came out, but he decided to go back to school. A lot of guys going back to school. Caleb Farley, I like a lot. All right, guys, before we end the video, I want to ask you, where does this class kind of stack up against this past year's class in 2020? I don't know. I mean, PJ and I are looking at each other. We haven't even played the football season yet. We don't even know if we're oh, going to play on. football. Oh, come on. We could do this. Um, I mean, it's not too early. I mean, here we go. Um, it's that time of year. Uh, you know, they're good. Uh, there's a very, very good amount of players uh, that are very good. Um, a lot of cold, the wide receivers, we have another good wide receiver class. I mean, yeah, it's on the safer side. There's a good amount of players in this draft class, okay? In terms of player, pure numbers. Good players are good. Yeah, good exactly. players are good. It's what Tate's take is. Uh, <laughs> listen, the one thing I can definitively tell you is I think the quarterbacks on a whole are better. The top three this year versus the top three last year are better. I think Tua is the best out of uh, possibly the whole bunch still, oh, but boo. I I would rather have these three the than the three hand. that got picked in 2020. <laughs> I also, I would rather have the tackles. I know we only talked about Sewell, but there are a couple other guys who you'll hear us talk about a lot over the next 12 months or however long this is going to be. Um, but the wide receivers, I think, are worse. The defense is certainly worse. On a whole, I think it's a little worse than 2020, Ooh. but the quarterback play is is what's going to elevate it. No, I disagree with you guys. I think this class is better, and I love 2022. I think Trevor Lawrence, I'm standing on the table right now, I'm saying he's the best quarterback prospect ever. Oh, I've said that since God. he was in high school. Remember Knuckleheads, guys? I said that in that video in high in, <laughs> a couple years ago. And I since high keep school. Saying Let's it now. go to the archives. Go to the <laughs> archives. I keep saying it now. Love Justin Fields. Love Panay Sewell. Love Jamar Chase. I mean, there's so many guys I love in this class more than last year, but – it's a really good class. This past year in 2020 is a really good class. This is a really good class as well. We're going to have a lot of content on this class coming in the next 12 months or so into the NFL drafts. So make sure you guys like and subscribe to our channel. And also follow us on Twitter. We're on two different social media platforms. Oh, doing everything right now. So much. Wow. Twitter, at Could you Boom, imagine? <laughs> at Boom or Bust Draft. Make sure you guys follow that. Like and subscribe to our channel. We'll have more comments content. Comments on the YouTube. We please want to hear comment. from you. Please comment. Give your bad taste. We yeah, are, please. on the contrary, we are here to argue. We absolutely yes. are. Yes, absolutely. So comment. Tell us how stupid we are, how smart we are, whatever. Just Hold comment on, on Max our Shadrick, channel. Max Shadrick, I just wanted again. Max Shadrick thinks Justin Fields is better than Tua Tagovailoa. I probably agree because he throws with the devil's hand. 
Um, but I just let's discuss. Let's talk about that, folks, please. because it's kind of hot. Please. And also, we have other stuff besides NFL stuff. We're not just an NFL draft channel. NBA draft, MLB draft, and NHL draft as well. Any draft that's happening, we're going to talk about it. If all of a sudden we go into World War Three and Donald Trump says, you know what, we have a draft right now, we're going to break it down as well. Say, who are the top guys? in that trap so make sure you guys like subscribe and follow our twitter as well for tate for pj i'm max see you next time